Hello, I am Vera Crawford, and I have been, I counted it up, professing Christian for 63 years, which is older than most, longer than most of you are old. Well, I will tell you that even people who have been a Christian for a long time have lessons to learn. I, <clears throat> when I moved here seven years ago, I was not on, we were here only a little while. I got very, very ill with a lot of pain and sickness. And 10 hours later, I was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Now, I don't know if you know about pancreatic cancer, but it's pretty much a death sentence. They have to catch it in stage one and early part of stage two, and they are, and if they do, you have an opportunity to get a wonderful surgery that is very, very difficult. Uh, in this case, I was qualified in stage two, but I was 70 years old, and they kept saying, ma'am, you're 70 years old, you're 70, and I'd reply back, my God is very strong every time they said it. So they decided that I could go ahead and go through the treatment. And the treatment started with the hardest, most difficult chemo that they could give me, of which my body rebelled, ended up in the hospital, came back, and they kept pushing it in. I would cry out to God and say, what do you want me to do? I'm an old lady and I'm sick. What can I do? And he told me, Pray. Look at all of these people that are in this room taking chemo. They all need prayer. So I would start going around the room praying for each one while I took three and a half hours of chemo and being sick during that whole time. So then I would go home and the pain would be so bad I'd lay in bed and just cry, just shake and moan and cry. And I would put my hand out and I'd say, Jesus, please hold my hand and help me through to the other side of this. And without fail, in 15 or 20 minutes, the pain would be gone. That would be on no drugs. He would help me through to the other side. So this went on for, for three months, and then I had a break, and then there was the surgery. My family had been told they did not think that I would make it through the surgery, nor through the treatment, because of my age. Made it through the surgery, but before the surgery, I stopped it all, and I had, the, had them say a prayer right there in the operating room, and I asked God to bless them and guide their hands, not only for me that day, but for everybody else that they would do surgery on. It, was, it went from noisy to very quiet. Three days later, the doctor told me of all the times he had done that, it had never gone as good as it went that day. Now, after that was a long recovery time and very difficult, a lot of pain, lots and lots of pain. And then more chemotherapy. And then after that, radiation. By that time, I was very, very thin, very beat down, very, very sick not walking well, and uh, so that started. During that radiation, they were pumping chemo in 24 hours a day through a little thing I wore, and it was very, very hard. That was the hardest thing of all. Uh, I would get in the chemo tube, in that tube where they put you in for radiation, and I, I asked God, what in the world can I do here? And just laying here for 20 minutes every day, 
And he said, pray. So I started praying for all of the Christians that were being persecuted all over the world. I'd start with Iran and Iraq and Afghanistan, and I'd go around the world, country to country to country. And I would be all the way around the world by the time the treatment was over. And I did this every day because that treatment was every day. So I was praying for all of these people around the world. And it impressed on me that we should never just pray for ourselves, our loved ones, our church, our, our place. But you need to reach out. There are more Christians being persecuted today than any other group. And they need your prayers. Your prayers are powerful. They're powerful because you believe in Jesus. So then I was laying there, and then one day I was so sick that I quit praying. Now, have you ever felt so bad that you could not pray? You may get there, and it is a terrible place to be. You are just, you can't pray at all. So I felt one day I just realized that I, I had not prayed, and and I asked Jesus to hold my hand and take me before the Father that I could ask for forgiveness for being so selfish, so self-centered that I thought my problem was worse than anybody else in the whole world, people getting tortured terribly bad because, of course, it wasn't. They were much worse. And I asked for forgiveness, and I cried right there on the, on the table of the machine had broken down, they were fixing the machine, I'm there doing this, and, and I just asked him for the strength to make it through the rest of whatever I had to go through in my life. And I felt a surging in of strength, because before that, I could not, some days I could not walk out, they would have to wheel me in a wheelchair, or I'd lean against the wall and barely make it to the car. So that happened, and I'm getting this surge of strength, and all of a sudden I look to the side, and this is the remarkable part. It was like there was a tear in space or a portal, maybe you would call it a portal, and out of that came these rays of energy. It was golden, wiggly energy. I don't know how else to describe it, other than these rays coming out of this center space, and in the center, was the outline of a man, and of course it was our Jesus, and that there was so much love coming from that center space, more love than you ever had for anybody in your life, just thousands upon thousands of times more. I can't even express it, and I am focusing on that, and these rays are coming down toward me, and I'm thinking, I don't ever, I want to be there. I don't want to be here. That is wonderful. It is glorious. It is golden. It is love. It's wonderful. I don't want to be here. And the rays came, and all of a sudden I realized that my body was heating up. The trunk of my body was getting hotter and hotter, and pretty soon it was really hot. And the rays came down, and, and I'm looking at this thinking, just let me go now. I just want to go now. And they said, okay, the, the machine is fixed. And boom, it was gone. I, I went rolling in the machine, and I thought, what in this world did I just see? Because you see, Presbyterians, and I've been one for 63 years, 
do not talk about things like this. We don't talk about healings, uh, the glory of God, things like that. These, these things are not talked about very often. So I came home and I got to thinking about it and I started researching and I called somebody who also had been a nurse and been a Christian and she told me she had heard the story like that a couple of more times and they were, I was healed by the glory of God. That was the glory of God, the golden energy that came down. And so two days later, I told the doctor, I have been healed. Take that chemo away. I'm not going to take it anymore. He argued with me. I said, I will not. I refuse it. I did give in and took the rest of the radiation, which was about a week. And then from then on, my body did not want to take that chemo. It fought it. it I had all kinds of problems. I'd look at him and say, I tell you I am healed. Take it away. So finally I was down to less than any amount he had ever given, and it was over. And he looked at me and he said, you know you are a miracle. You are a miracle. And I said, my God is strong. And he held my hand and he helped me through everything. And so then each time I'd go back, I would witness to him. Because I don't really know that he was a Christian. And I would say, my God is strong, and my Jesus is holding my hand. At the end of the time, he told me, I have had this many people recover from pancreatic cancer in my career. Now, he just retired. And he said, and you were this one. And never has there been anyone who was in their 70s recover. So I, I felt like that this was a very miraculous thing, and I would stop and tell anybody anywhere for the first time in my life my story, and I'd say, do you believe in miracles? Well, let me tell you what Jesus has done for me. And I didn't ask my husband, I embarrassed him, in the, in the elevators, on the walks, in restaurants, you know, everywhere. And so I want to tell you that I told this story today, and I didn't want to, but God has been working on me for a while, because it's a very private story. I'm telling you this story because I want you to know one thing. I want you to remember, pray for other people. Pray for other Christians all around the world that are being treated so badly. And we are going to beget, begin to be persecuted here in our country. You are going to have bad times. You're having some right now. Number two, there are miracles. They do happen. There is the glory of God that will come down. Number three, always believe and let Jesus hold your hand. For he has held my hand through terrible, terrible times. And he will hold my hand to the very end. Thank you.